everybody. This is Heidi St. John. Thanks for tuning in today. You guys have found me at my little corner of the internet. I am blessed and honored today because a dear friend of mine, Rick Green, the founder of Patriot Academy, is on the show. We are going to hit the headlines and talk about why we think the nation is at a turning point. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. All right, you guys, so I'm going to do what I normally don't do today and just jump right into it with my guest today because Rick Green is here. I haven't had him on in a while. Rick and I always have a hoot and holler in good time, and we got a lot to talk about today. Rick, my friend, welcome back to the show. Did you come up with hootin' hollering because you have a Texan on the program? Was that was this specifically for me, or, or is that a phrase you normally use? That's a phrase that... I normally use. You no clearly, kidding. You clearly do not know me well enough. Washingtonians say hootin' hollering. Only if they were raised in boring Oregon. <laughs> okay. Well, I love it. I love it. Well, let's have a hoot and holler. Hey, I love being with you, girl. I, I God bless you for what you do. Um, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm hearing about you all over the country, man. People are so encouraged by your, your run for Congress, just the things you, you do in encouraging families. So I team up with you anytime. Well, anytime. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll just we'll just we'll keep the hoot and holler and going today. We actually have a lot to hoot and holler about yes, because yes. there's amazing things happening right now in the United States. And let's just start with the Supreme Court. Right. So we saw uh, several good decisions. Right. At least four or five of them actually come down uh, out of the courts. The biggest one, obviously, for me being the reversal of Roe v. Wade. What's your take? Yeah. Heidi, I. I, I got to tell you, I'm, I'm usually the optimist, right? I'm usually glass half full. We can do this. Yes, there's giants in the land. There's fortified cities. Let's take the land. God's given it to us. As optimistic as I am, I never dreamed we yeah. would have had a Supreme Court session like this. I, I've been telling people forever, you know, I want to see abortion end. I want to see Roe v. Wade overturned. It's probably not going to happen in, in my generation. It's going to be this next group coming up. It's We're going to have to pass the torch to them, yada, yada, yada. Here we are, uh, just a phenomenal decision, both in Dobbs on, on the, of course, the life decision, but also the Bruin case that that upheld the Second Amendment right to defend yourself, not just in your home, but when you go out and into public. That was huge. The Kennedy case from up there in your state, the whole, you know, uh, religious liberty and be, being able to not have to go hide in a closet when you pray or express your faith. Well, and that's right here out of Washington. That was yes. the coach in Bremerton. Yes. So you got I mean, it, it, it's huge. And, and the sad part is it took seven years, right, uh, to, 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 to write that ship and that you still had three justices say, no, he should have had to go hide in a closet somewhere where right. no one could see him. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. But the yeah. good news is we won. I mean, this is this is we have not won at the Supreme Court like this in my lifetime. And the cool part is, Heidi, the, the, when you read the and I'll be honest with you, look, I'm a country boy, but I'm a law grad. I hated reading Supreme Court decisions in law school or any any opinion, because most of these judges it's it's a hoity-toity, you know, they try to use all these big phrases yeah. and they create all these theories and they make it so confusing that average Joe can't understand it. And I'm an average Joe. And so I hated that in law school. It, it frustrated me. But it also yeah. just, I mean, I could see through it as, as well. I'm telling you, Thomas and Alito yep. are destroying that world of legal theory. They are making this so simple and basic and the principles of liberty, they're restoring constitutional principles. And, and little by little, they are tearing down the strongholds of the left that have been used for 50 years to radically change the country. And these are not just one case here, one case there. They're going at the heart of the yep. legal theories that were created by the Supreme Court. So for all the good that we've seen in the last few weeks out of the Supreme Court, I think there's more to come in the next session. I think we're in, in store for, I don't know, five, six, eight, ten 10 years 
of really good Supreme Court decisions. And when I say good Supreme Court, I'm not talking about them making law and changing things to be the way we want it. They're removing the made up law that the honoring court created. the Constitution. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So this is tectonic. I don't know. another. I mean, this is huge, huge, huge. It's it's a massive game changer for the country. So what do you think about the the possibility of the Democrats stacking the court? You know, so we're, we're talking about uh, they're talking about it more now, probably even more openly than they were before, because they're clearly threatened by this. And when you yeah. said that they've simplified, right, they and they did, because I read part of the opinion, I read it on the air, which 15 years ago, you couldn't do it because you had to Google every word that they use. You don't even know what they're talking <laughs> right. about. And actually, they had to do that in order to fool people into thinking that it was That's something it. that it wasn't. But what they did was they, they're they restoring the principles of liberty, which are very simple principles. These are not hard to understand. Even a three-year-old can understand it. And I was thrilled to see that that language as well. But what do you think about the Democrats coming in and uh, and saying, hey, you know, we, we need 13 justices on the court? I, I think the odds are so against them. They're going to try it, but I don't think it's going to happen. Both both from historical precedent, I think that because FDR himself tried and who who had, you know, almost unanimous support of the American people. Not quite. But I mean, he he was a very popular president at the time uh, and and the Congress was with him and it was only the court standing in his way saying we're not going to sign off on all these unconstitutional growths of federal government. Now, in his case, the court themselves flipped. We call it the switch in time that saved nine. So instead of his threat of packing the court, the the, the justices caved and they started where, where they had said no to a federal minimum wage because there's nowhere in the Constitution to, to be able to do that. They started saying yes, instead of saying no to, you know, regulations on on uh, industries and all these things that, that FDR was trying to do. They started saying yes. So it was unfortunately the court caved. In this case, I don't think the court's going to cave. I think they proved that with Dobbs, even with physical threats, yeah. even with assassination attempts, even right. with all the things that they did. The court stayed firm. Alito's opinion stayed essentially the exact same as what had been leaked months ago. Um, so I, don't, I think his, historically it's on, it's on our side. But also, Heidi, you probably saw this poll where I think it's like half of Democrats said they would rather abolish the Supreme Court or pack it, you know, than keep going down this road. So the very court that gave them everything they wanted for the last 50 years and they praised it and said it should be honored and all that. Now that the court's saying, hey, we don't have the power to make law for you. We're giving this to the states or we don't have the power to make this stuff up. So we're going with the Constitution. Now they they want to get rid of that court and, and pack it. But the majority of the American people overall absolutely are against the idea of packing the court. They say stick with nine. Don't change it. It makes it more and more political. And I just I think Manchin, uh, I think he will hold firm on that. I think I just think we we're, we can get there now. We're only a few months away. Right. From 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 the 2022 elections right. and, and a Congress that would definitely not pack the court. And so that's what's got to happen. We have to be able to fight and hold out for the next, you know, three or four months. Well, really the, the end of the year, because even when they lose in November, that's when we're really in danger, because now you've got a lame duck Congress that has nothing to lose. They've already lost the Congress. No telling what they'll try to do in November and December before the new Congress has sworn in in January, um, which is one reason I'd love to see an amendment to the Constitution that shrinks that time instead of having it's almost three months, really. If you th- well, it is three yeah. months. No, yeah. it, no, I guess it's two full months because they get yeah. sworn in early, early January, right? Yeah, they do. Anyway. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I don't, well, I don't think they'll get there. They're going to try. But I, I'm praying, Lord willing, they won't get there. 
Well, and it's interesting also, you know, there's so many things that are fascinating that happening in the, in the culture right now. I played a clip of a, of a law professor from University of California, Berkeley. Did you see this exchange with <laughs> Senator Josh this. Hawley? Yes. And he was just like, hey, could you just explain to me, you know, what is a woman? And she starts talking about cisgender woman and then basically being super rude and trying to school a, a sitting United States senator. And I was shocked. Oh, she said by that this. he was she said he was going to cause suicides. Right. I mean, yeah, she, she starts threatening. She's like, you're threatening transgender people. You're going to cause people to kill them. And he's like, wait, I'm going to cause people wait, to kill themselves because yeah. oh, I asked wait, you my, what my words, my words did that. Yes. Yeah. Unbelievable. It was unbelievable. And I guess um, my question for you in in light of uh, how this is happening more and more and more now, right? If the left isn't, yeah. they're not hiding this ridiculous agenda, right? They're not hiding right. the fact that they, that they want to define what it means to be a, a man and what it means to be a woman. But these are dangerous ideologies. When you strip uh, common sense and actual hardcore scientific truth from the discourse, and we're no longer allowed to say, hey, we have this position that we stand on and we start here. What they're doing is they're stripping a starting place, and so now That's we right. have nothing that we're that we're uh, able to to start from anymore. Where do you think it goes from here? How do we turn the tide on this? Because I'm watching. I saw it again this morning. I was looking at the news as on the way here. More and more and more of these so-called these hoity-toity. I always tell people, "Oh, look, you went to college. I can <laughs> see that you you definitely you've definitely gone to college, and that's uh, that's why you don't know the difference between men and women anymore." Yeah. Where, what is the solution to the insanity that we see playing out in the culture right now with regard to things like basic biology? Man, you know, Heidi, I'm 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 hesitating because I'm actually in the middle of this. I'm having a struggle myself with you don't know what I, a I'm woman all, is. No, no, <laughs> no, I've always I'm just thought kidding, I'm just <laughs> Wait, you remember the end. Did you watch Matt Walsh's movie, by the way? Yes. Of course I it did. So good so at the good. end when he's in the kitchen with his wife and he finally says, so what is a woman? She's like, She's uh, an it's adult a grown human female. female. <laughs> and he said yeah. on the Daily Wire backstage the other day, he's like, I could have saved myself from going to Africa if I just gone to the kitchen and asked my wife. <laughs> I could have I could have gotten the answer to that question so quickly. <laughs> uh, Walsh did fantastic with that. It was so, so good. That uh, that scene where he's in Africa, he's talking to the Maasai people, whatever. I was dying because they're looking Me at him too. like you're insane because they know it's a lie. Yeah, he had to explain when he asked them, you know, uh, about transgender or whatever. And they were like, what is that? And he tries to explain it to them. They start laughing. They're like, what? Are you kidding? You people have lost your mind. It's a theory from college. (laughs) That's right. That's right. Okay. No, I'm not struggling with what a woman is, but I am struggling. (laughs) Just making sure. Yeah, I've been, I've always been, I've always thought, listen, the principles of liberty can, can, are are so, they can be figured out by anybody that, that wants freedom. And, and I'm beginning to think that that kind of rationalist view, which would have been a Jeffersonian kind of view, may not be 100% right. I may end up somewhere in the middle over here with maybe a little bit more with Madison and Washington with what they call an empiricist view, which just means that you, you have to have empirical data. You have to be able to prove that these things work. And, and I, think, I think for too long I've thought that just, just – kind of the carrot showing people, listen, if you do these good things, you'll get good results mm. was enough and people would be drawn to that. But over the last two years, I'm watching people right. totally buy into this radical leftism and not listen to the inputs, give you the good outputs kind of thing. And I'm thinking you have to raise up a whole new generation with empirical data, really showing them this is how you build a society. And they have to be raised in families and communities mm that are of like mind. And that's a much longer term solution 
than just convincing the current generation. I'm not saying we don't try to persuade. I'm not tr- saying we don't try to win people over. But I'm watching what's happening right now. And COVID's the perfect example. You can show them all the, the, oh, the yeah. truth and the data yeah. and the world. And they ju- it's a cult religion. They don't buy into it. So 100%. I'm really, I, I, don't, I, I don't mean this in a depressing way, but I'm really thinking this is going to take a generation. We're going to have to get back to what you've talked about for years, which is the family core unit. We're going to have to once again raise kids in this all the way through where they fully understand it. And it's going to take a, it's going to be a generational change. So it's not going to happen overnight. And these people are going to dig in. I mean, these leftists, the universities have just, they've done everything they can to destroy the American value system. And, and it's going to take time to turn that around and defunding the left, not sending our kids to those universities, all of that. Now there's more and more people saying that you and I've been saying it for a long time, but others are jumping on and because they understand just how bad the damage is. So I, I'm so thankful God's given us a reprieve with this court to think that we would have a court now that can can try to stop some of this or at least send it back to states. And then you can fight it at the local level where you have a chance of winning right. um, it, it is is a huge reprieve during this generational battle. I hope that makes sense. So in other words, up here on the big picture, we've got this generational battle that's going to take 20, 30 years to turn around. And in the meantime, we're winning some of these um, specific battles that can at least you know, be the finger in the dike and hold mm. this thing uh, together while we rebuild a generation. I, I, I know yeah. some people are going to be like, no, nah, I want my McDonald's. I want to go through the drive through and have my McDonald's burger immediately. But it's not going to happen. We have well, to do this long term. And these are the same. I think uh, I think we've forgotten that liberty was a struggle. It didn't come. It didn't come cheap Amen. and it didn't come easy. And it was a hard, a hard won battle. And it took a long time. And we've let our country slide. I mean, we didn't know. I think I think you can say pretty, uh, pretty honestly that we didn't realize that uh, activists disguised as teachers were infiltrating mm-hmm. our universities and infiltrating our school system right here in Washington state uh, in uh, Ridgefield, Washington, at the public schools there, they have installed litter boxes in the bathrooms for students who identify as something they call furries. This is the, this is the delusion we've fallen so far down the rabbit hole. And like a couple of years ago, right? You know, you and I having these conversations and it was funny. It's not funny anymore. That's right. Now we're recognizing we are injuring our children, body, soul, mind, and spirit. And a couple of days ago, I did a podcast, just me monologuing, but I said, this is the, a culture of cowards. And the mm. Bible has a lot to say about cowardice in the face of, uh, of this kind of tyranny. And in fact, in the, in the last book of the Bible in Revelation chapter 21, Paul says cowardice is one of the things, or John says cowardice is one of the things that condemns people to hell. Right That's there right. with sorcery and witchcraft. It's the first and, one listed. You know, Absolutely true. It's the first one listed. Yes, absolutely true. And it's going to take, uh, it's going to take voices of courage like you're going to take a quick ad break. We'll be right back. Are you in the market for a new mattress? Well, you can get the best sleep you've ever had with the MyPillow two-sided coil quilted mattress. My husband and I tried it out last year for the first time, and I am here to tell you it has been my favorite mattress that we have ever owned. This mattress comes with a 10-year warranty and a six-month money-back guarantee, so you don't have anything to lose. Better than that, you can get a massive discount right now by going to the radio listener special page at mypillow.com and using the promo code Heidi. That's H E I D I. Or call 1 800 447 0541. I want to thank you guys so much for supporting MyPillow. Your support of MyPillow not only helps an American company, but it also supports this podcast. All right. So, uh, I want to just I want to jump onto something because we were we were talking before the break. We we're talking about the importance of courage 
in the in the culture right now. It's going to take voices of courage. You were with me uh, several months ago in the sort of the middle stages, beginning stages of my run for Congress. And uh, it's changed my life. Someone asked me the other day, you know, what's your big takeaway? And I said, I'll never look at the country the same way again, because mm-hmm. I've now for the last year and a half been running for Congress. I've kind of seen sort of the underbelly of the whole thing. And it really does require courage right now to stand in the face of all this stuff. If you want to say that a woman is a woman, an adult human female, they're going to come after you with, you know, pitchforks and tell you that you're an idiot. If you want to say that life begins at conception and you believe uh, that we should defend both a mother and her unborn child, they're going to call you a bigot and someone who wants 10-year-olds to be raped with no recourse and all this bizarre stuff. But it's it's going to require voices, I believe. And I, I'd love yeah. to, to get your take on this. Just people that that are willing to say, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to actually look back to the founding fathers who said, listen, freedom isn't free. It's going to take your, your time, your treasure, your sacred honor. That sacred honor really is the part that requires courage because it says, I'm going to stand up to the mob and I'm not going to back down and I'm not going to change my mind uh, because we don't turn this thing around without voices, uh, courageous voices that will tell the truth. Correct. A hundred percent. Heidi, it's exactly what's needed. And, and you know, the, the the mindset for the last couple of decades has been play it safe, play it safe. And, yep. and safety is killing America. I've got an article coming out titled Safety is Killing America. Yep. I drove by a, a, a big lumber store the other day and their their sign on the on the at the street said safety is our highest value. Mm. Well, if safety is your highest value. You, you cower in the hallway with your bulletproof vest on and your ballistic shield while a maniac kills children in the classroom right next to you. Safety is your highest value. You overregulate everything to the point that it's almost impossible to do business. Um, that is not, you know, there's nothing about American exceptionalism and greatness that happened because Americans played it safe. Yeah. It's because we were willing to storm the beaches of Normandy and Iwo Jima and the rest. It's because we were willing to to fight and die at the Alamo. It's because we were willing to take on at Lexington 11 to 1 odds uh, outnumbered by the greatest military on the pl- planet. We've never Played it safe. Ronald Reagan said after the the shuttle exploded, he said that 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 the future does not belong to the faint-hearted; uh, it belongs to the brave. You know, and we've lost that in America. I think it's being restored by people like you and and, and others that are willing to stand up and say, you know what, whatever it costs me, I'm I'm yeah. willing to do this. I'm willing. It's worth it for me, for my children and grandchildren, to live in freedom. And <clears throat> so I tell everybody, don't be safe, be dangerous. You know, this mm-hmm. is a time. To, to be dangerous in a way it's like, you know, Jordan Peterson just joined Daily Wire and he's got this new series called something like Monsters Men, Dragons, Monsters and Men or something like that. And he's basically saying to young men, he's saying, you've got to learn to be a monster under control. It's like meek. It's just like describing meekness. Jesus is not mean weakness. Meekness yep. is power under control. He was yeah, the most strength powerful. under control. Yeah, exactly. Strength under control. And, and we've got to teach that to our people to understand you got to you got to sometimes you have to most of the time you got to be dangerous. I mean, restoring liberty requires risk. And yeah. that means you've got to be willing to go out there and stand up and say, I'm going to fight for these things no matter what they cancel me from. You know, and think about it. We're afraid of being canceled. I mean, come on. Previous generations on. took bullets. They went, they literally died. I mean, yeah. and, and we're worried about sticks and stones. I mean, I mean, we're worried about words, you know, but, yeah. but just like you said earlier, it's the words that the other side is actually afraid of because they don't want debate. They don't want to discuss these things. They know, just yeah. as you said, everything they're pushing is empty platitudes, yeah. just like the gun control thing right now. It's so easy to stand up and say, you know, Matthew McConaughey oozes coolness, but right, he was a right. useful idiot at the White House when he stood up and said, you know, we just need to keep guns out of the hands of the bad guys. Well, that sounds great, but then right. how are you going to do it? What specifically are you going to do? And they're, and they're living in a fantasy land where they think that some platitude or some statute gets passed 
and you're going to stop the maniac from trying to kill people. They, they don't understand human nature. They don't understand real. They, they stay away from the actual factual data like we were talking about. Nine, what is it? 97.8% of, of these mass murder events happen in gun-free zones. I mean, yeah. the real data, the real solutions, they don't want to hear. But we have to do exactly what you just said. We have to be willing to stand up and speak those things because the good news is there are solutions. It's not like yeah. these things are without solutions. And if we speak those things and we teach those things over time, I do believe truth is going to win. Well, I see it happening right now. I mean, the, the, the nation is starting to turn. I think the left has way overplayed their hand. Absolutely. Um, they're going to be like a caged animal for the next couple of years, though, where they are a wounded animal. I'm sorry, where they're going to lash out. And it's going to be I mean, just I, I mean, an assassination attempt on a Supreme Court justice. I mean, that's how, that's what these people are willing to do. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. And what's really shameful about that is that the Biden administration wouldn't come out and flatly condemn it. Right. That to me, I mean, you you expect the, the, the left to act like rabid animals. But when uh, a sitting president of the United States won't defend a sitting Supreme Court justice, we've yeah. got a systemic problem. And obviously, yeah. I mean, you and I both know Biden's elevator doesn't go all over the top floor. <laughs> but 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 that guy is a puppet, right? He's somebody's yeah. puppet. And these guys are not coming out and they're not standing in defense of liberty. These are the principles that Americans hold dear. And uh, and they're given to us in the Constitution. I'm out of time for today. Would you come back tomorrow? I want to talk to you about the Constitution and where do you think we go from here? Rick Green, uh, you're Sounds a national good, treasure. Thanks Thank for you. coming on. You, bet. you guys, for more information about Rick Green, I'm going to link back to Patriot Academy in the show notes today. You guys would want to find out how you can become a Constitution coach. I've been teaching that class here at the Homeschool Resource Center. There are a lot of people a lot more literate about their freedoms because of what Rick Green is doing at Patriot Academy. Check it out. Your kids can get educated. My nephew just came back from Patriot Academy and he thinks he's a whole lot smarter than I am, which I had to tell him the other day. No, you're not. But we're still working on that. So check it out at PatriotAcademy.com. Thanks for listening to everybody. And I'll see you back here at the intersection of faith and culture.